Hi, it's Nick here from the Talk and Power podcast. We are proud to announce Auto One as our brand partner for the podcast. Auto One, it's the one. You can now order online with click and collect or get your order shipped. Head to www.autoone.com.au. Like us at the podcast, Auto One has a passion for cars and all things automotive. They understand your love of cars too. With great prices and the biggest brands you know and trust, they are sure to be able to help you with your project, whether it be replacing your wiper blades, fitting out your four-wheel drive with the latest gear, or rebuilding your dad's old HQ Holden. Not sure on how to install those spotlights? Don't panic. Just head to the website and click on the do-it-yourself videos, and Rico will talk you through the process. From Auto One in Albany, up to Auto One in Caratha, across to Auto One in Townsville, down to Auto One in Hobart, and over 50 stores in between. Auto One has a retail store nearby, with expert advice and the stock on hand. Auto One is committed to bringing you the brands you know and trust at great prices. Coupled with the team's knowledge and experience, Auto One, it's the one. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. All right, I'm here with Paul Pernicelli. Great to catch up with you again, Paul. Uh, last time we bumped into you was down in Albany, but tonight you're taking some lucky entrance around the Allenbrook course. Uh, tell us, what, what can some of these people look forward to? Um, lots of noise, lots of sideways action, hopefully. Um, I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but uh, if we get any sort of drizzle or anything like that, it's going to be uh, all over the place. Um, really looking forward to this stage. We had a ball last time. We actually turned it around on the straight last year but managed to miss everything, so that was pretty lucky. Yep, yep. I, tell us, Paul, some of the bends, especially around Hesperia Parade, are pretty tight. How, how do you reckon the XY will go? Like every corner with an XY, you know, you, you go in hard and come out all over the place, but uh, it's heaps of fun doing it, so that's why we do it. Yeah. Look, talking of the XY, for those spectators here are not familiar with the car, talk us through this, this uh, well, it's now famous in my mind, this XY. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, just over the years, we've raced it for, I think, in excess of 10 years now, and we've just slowly stepped it up. We started with the brakes, so the thing had stopped because uh, that's such a heavy car. Um, then upgraded the motor, upgraded the motor, upgraded the motor. <laughs> yeah. You know, now it's uh, worked its way up to, you know, over 400 cubic inch with a sequential six-speed behind it and a XV8 supercar rear end, so we can slide the car and still keep it under control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, certainly. Look, I'll be honest with you, the Targa is dominated by Evos, Lotuses, but there's no doubt the XY is probably one of the most recognisable cars in, in Targa West, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of obnoxious, I suppose. It's noisy, it's loud, it's big, <laughs> and uh, but it's a whole lot of fun, for sure. Yeah. Hey, this year you're doing the Targa 2 day uh, with our co-driver Ben Traeger. Uh, even though it's only two days, it's still one hell of a schedule from 2J, Merrillville Downs, Bullsbrook and then off to Malaga and then on the Sunday finishing uh, also in, in the City Sprint. What's your favourite out of that lot there? 
Um, all the 2J stages have got nice wide corners, um, really hard to get it terribly wrong and get into trouble. So I kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, yeah, just big speeds and big corner speeds and, you know, the car's just a fun thing to drive. Yeah, almost certainly. Hey, look, Paul, tell us, your motorsport background, I mean, I remember you from the drag racing days, uh, but you're, you're pretty competitive in Targa now. Walk us through, like, how you went from drag racing in, into Targa. Uh, well, I run Tony's Auto Wreckers, and, which is a family business. Uh, my dad wanted to retire. Drag racing was so time-consuming, we would work three or four nights a week in the shed till midnight uh, on, on drag racing season. And there was 10 meetings to get the car ready for. It was just a lot of time. And um, when he wanted to retire, I knew I didn't have the time to do it. So I still wanted to do some form of motorsport. So uh, we thought we'd jump into Target West and it's been an absolute blast. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. And just just repeating there, Tony's auto wreckers in the city of Swan uh, region as well. So down in uh, Midvale, tell us where can people find you? Uh, yeah, it's seven Stanhope Gardens in Midvale. Uh, most people these days just look up tonysauto.com.au. They can search the parts themselves. It's nice and easy these days. Okay, I have to be honest with you, uh, Paul. Um, you, you're a reputable name in the wrecking business. It's been around for a long time. I've dealt with your father in the past and getting parts for a XW Falcon myself. And, uh, yeah, I know you, you guys are re really do a really good job there in uh, servicing the uh, in the region. Well, we, we like cars ourselves, you know, that's why we do motorsport. I actually uh, haven't raced my drag car for 20 years. I end up buying it back and hopefully at the end of the year we'll have it back down the track just Ooh. to have a bit of a blast down there's, there as well. There's a bit of a snippet there for our drag racing fans. All right, Paul, well, look, thanks for joining us uh, this evening. Uh, we really appreciate it and uh, good luck for the Target 2 day. Thanks very much. I hope everybody has a good time watching it. Thanks. All right, I'm here with Chris Peruso, um, well, owner, team principal, Wildcat Racing, <laughs> everything else, talking all things Target West. Um, so, Chris, welcome to the podcast um, and also uh, Alibook FM. Thanks, Todd. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, look, many listeners and viewers and everything else will probably know you from around the track, but uh, what cars have you had in the past? There's going to be a few standouts, so I'll let you talk about them first. A <laughs> few standouts, yeah. <laughs> Oh, look, I, I guess as far as uh, uh, Targa goes, I guess the the, um, the Wildcat Jag is uh, where it all started. Um, its first event was 2006, actually, which was uh, that fateful year. And, uh, yeah, I think from there we just, uh, you know, the stars sort of lined up for the, the Jag. It was a car that I hand-built, basically, from the ground up. And I had been doing a lot of V8 Jaguar conversions previous to that, just as part of my business. We've done a lot of modifications and engine swaps over the years, and the Jag V8 uh, was a popular swap back then. And the two-door, the pillarless coupe, sort of appealed to me. Um, so, yeah, so I think uh, a lot of effort went into the car, and... Uh, yeah, it was just one of those things. I think the stars just lined up and uh, it was just a great car and a feel-good car, a fun car, extremely reliable, uh, trusty uh, iron line, fuel-injected Holden, stroker. Uh, yeah, it, it was just a good thing. Yeah, and always a spectacle as well. Always a spectacle. <laughs> yeah. uh, look, I think, my uh, look, back then, 
life was simple, life was fun. Uh, you know, we, we struggled to get things done financially and that sort of thing. Everybody had, uh, you know, budget constraints and we, we weren't much different back then. It took me quite a few years to build that car uh, in between everything else that goes on in your life. But it just seemed to be that if I was having fun, everybody else was, and it, it just seemed to work. And I certainly didn't go out of my way to uh, do anything that wasn't within my character. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just seemed to work for everybody, which was, you know, it was good fun. They were good times. Oh, excellent. Um, and this year, of course, you're running the Viper. Now, um, walk us through that quickly but well yeah yeah <laughs> so well i mean to put it in uh in perspective obviously uh after the jag came the corvette and uh we campaigned that for a while and um uh, you know with mixed uh mixed sort of success i guess and uh, a lot of or a few development problems but after you know i became fairly familiar with that style of car and then the dodge viper was uh uh, look, up until uh, 2012, I believe it was, yeah, it, it was um, it was a fresh uh, new look uh, for Targa when Paul Summers had the car, and unfortunately he had a uh, he had an accident in it. So the car was laid up. That was 2012. The car was laid up for many years, and uh, uh, it, it eventually, you know, came to be that. Uh, uh, I end up buying the car off him more, more as a project, actually, more than anything else. And um, uh, I repaired the car, and in 2018, uh, Race Wars 218 was actually the first major uh, rebirth event for the Viper. I um, remember that. There you go. Yeah. I was down there, so well, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good. It was a good year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so look, it was. It's an amazing car. It was a big effort to put it back together because it was, uh, it, you know, it had a fair bit of left-hand side damage. Uh, but it was a good project, a good challenge. I don't mind a challenge. And again, the car, I, I really done it uh, as a personal uh, challenge and a personal project. But again, the byproduct of that was the the, the sort of the, uh, the the impact the car had on being a fresh. Uh, sort of uh, a fresh face, if you like, in the Targa scene was amazing because I had no idea that the car would uh, actually be that popular. Uh, it's quite a rare car. It's a 2008 uh, ACR, which is American Club Racer Viper, and obviously there's not too many around. And uh, yeah, it's it's probably the last of the brute. Uh, horse big horsepower i mean look you could call it a modern car but in all honesty the only thing it's really got is abs it, it doesn't <laughs> have anything else so i still call it uh, i mean me you know i'm an old school sort of guy but i, I still call it fairly uh unsophisticated actually yeah fair enough yeah. so um i mean it makes a unique sound and we can hear it across all four days of target west this year <laughs> Um, look, I'm going to put you on the spot here. What, what's one of your favourite stages at Targa West? Uh, look, I'll be honest. That I'm probably more of a short course guy. Any town stage, any stage that uh, you know has a fair bit of atmosphere, 
Uh, say, for example, Malaga. I mean, Allenbrook was just a blast. Allenbrook is quite a short and sharp stage, a new stage, obviously, since last year, and, and it's a night stage. So the combination of, uh, say, Allenbrook being a night stage, a lot of people, a, a town stage, uh, it's just a great atmosphere, and you always seem to find a bit extra on those stages. But certainly, look, every stage is amazing in that with tarmac rallying, every aspect of every stage is different. You know, every corner is different. The bumps, the surface of the road, the approach. Uh, you know, it's quite intense, actually. But, yeah, certainly street or town stages. Oh, excellent. Well, I'm ha- I think the people at Albrook will be happy to hear that. Yeah. So, uh Look, moving forward, we'll be able to see you at Allenbrook. You yeah, will, um, And, uh, and hear us. And hear us. Yeah, well, hear the car and hear us talking yeah. about this. I think you might drown us out over the radio, Chris. <laughs> but, hey, you know, um, so I just want to say thanks, Chris, today. We'll uh, catch up later on after Targa when everyone's a bit back to sort of normal. Fantastic. More the new normal, but, hey, yeah. the new normal. The new normal. And have a bit of a further chat and et cetera, et cetera. But um, thank you and... Uh, Thank you to Allenbrook FM and the Allenbrook Community Collective. Fantastic. Right. Thanks, Todd, and we'll see everybody out there. All right. Thanks, Chris. Cheers. Okay, I'm here with Mark Greenham. Mark, thanks for joining us. It's good to see you again. Um, last time we spoke, we were down at the Motorplex for the final Target Sprint. Tonight you're here campaigning your Evo 9 in, here in Allenbrook. Walk us through this course, if you can. Um, yeah, thanks, Nick. Um, I guess... The, we actually do a number of different uh, street courses uh, through Targa West and Targa South West and, some of the, and, and the Targa events we do here in WA. And um, I guess the, the biggest uh, difference with this course is, of course, we're at, uh, in doing it in the dark. So visibility is very, very limited. I mean, of the 36 stages that we run in Targa West, these are the only two that we run uh, at night time so you'll find most of the cars will run some sort of additional lighting as well to assist with visibility um, the curbing around the stage uh, can be quite aggressive in a lot of points I mean it's not the sort of you know that sort of nice gentle slow curve there's a number of sections where the curbing is quite high and square in shape mm-hmm. so there won't be any corner cutting or anything like that and mistakes get punished uh, pretty severely you'll end up with you know, wheels and bits and pieces torn off cars uh, if you drive a little bit too hard. There is a bump uh, over near cutaway around the back of the circuit where we actually uh, hit the bump and it's not a sort of square, it's sort of we hit it sort of on an offset angle so the car can get quite uh, upset and unbalanced when it uh, jumps up over that bump and drops down on the other side. These cars, because they're set up for tarmac, they are quite stiff and that sort of thing. It's not like a gravel rally car. Gravel rally car wouldn't have any problem with that sort of thing, but uh, our cars, especially some of the lower cars like the Vipers and sports cars and that sort of thing, uh, have uh, some interesting um, mm. uh, can have interesting incidents and, uh, and and bottom out over the jumps. Yeah, yeah, no, certainly. Well, Mark, tell us success is not uncommon for you, but to our listeners, tell us what sort of give them some sort of understanding how crucial car preparation is, and talk us through what you do to go prepare your Evo 9, Mitsubishi Lancer Evo 9 for, for the event? Uh, Target West is the longest Targa event that we do during the year. I mean, there's a number of events that range from sort of small sprints, which may be just one night of, say, four, four maybe five stages. Targa West being four days. Um, car preparation is obviously um, the most critical um, in terms of being able to get the car from, you know, from the beginning of the uh, event to the, to the end. Um, I guess 
it's, it's make, making sure that um, components that have suffered wear and tear from previous events uh, get replaced. You need to have a pretty good sort of maintenance schedule. Uh, that will vary from one competitor to another depending on budgets and that sort of thing. Everybody will make a judgment call, judgment calls to, you know, depending on their budget as to which components get replaced and when. Um, it would be nice to rebuild you know, a car after every event, but typically that doesn't happen. Mm. Uh, in our case, um, our car suffered uh, uh, an engine uh, issue at the last event, so it's had a full engine rebuild. Um, it's got new gearbox, new clutch, um, some new bearings and other driveline components. So some of the major things have been swapped out. Uh, we won't do that every rally. Um, but yeah, it's just trying to keep on top of all of the things to ensure that uh, the car will get to the end of the event. Um, we've had some, a, a bit of bad luck in the last couple of um, years as well with uh, some small mechanical issues, which have cost us a good result. Mm. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed for this year, I guess. Look, <clears throat> we talked about car preparation. That's, that's very important. But tell us, you, yourself and your co-driver, Steph, what physical and mental preparation do you do for four days of, of driving on the edge, basically? Uh, I think mentally, the best thing you can do to be mentally prepared is to be um, well prepared in terms of your reconnaissance and pace notes and that sort of thing. So if you have uh, good notes and you've um, prepared with plenty of time so you know what, you know, you, you're comfortable with what you've written down, um, you're comfortable uh, working with each other and delivering those notes and you've got that good sort of teamwork in place, then that I guess is probably the best mental preparation that you can have is feeling nice and relaxed when you enter the event. From a physical standpoint, it's generally not too bad. You do have to keep hydrated, obviously. There's a tendency to forget to maybe drink during the event because things get a little bit hectic. Uh, we'll be a bit more sort of warmer this year as well because we're running the event a couple of months later than we, what we normally would. Mm. And in WA, it uh, can get pretty hot, uh, yeah. this side of the country. Um, our car in particular doesn't run aircon, and some of the other competitors do have that luxury. We unfortunately don't. Um, so yeah, it's important to keep hydrated. Um, and uh, Steph, will, uh, uh, my co-driver, will uh, pack things like just sort of small snacks and that sort of thing so we can sort of um, keep eating throughout the day as mm. well. Uh, that seems to help. Mark, tell us a little bit. Uh, the Calamunda stage seems to be a bit of a favourite amongst drivers. Of all the stages in this year's event, which one will be your favourite, do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, I, I really do like Calamunda as well. We typically go uh, quite well there um, historically. So, um, yeah, that's definitely one of my favourites. Um, but there are a lot of different stages with different sort of characteristics. So Maryville Downs is a lot of fun as well because it's quite wide, quite flat. It's almost like a, a really long uh, racetrack, if you like. Mm. Uh, the 2J stages have a lot of character as well, lots of hills, lots of undulations, so they're a lot of fun. Uh, but my favourite is probably still uh, the Bullsborough Long Stage over in Lower Chittering, which is later on the Saturday afternoon. Uh, we've run that every year since I've been doing Targa and uh, that's probably still my favourite I think. Um, the Ellenbrook stage though uh, is probably the best in terms of bringing the rally to the people and it's the best in terms of uh, overall atmosphere. I yeah, think. yeah, most certainly. Hey look, Mark, before we finish up, anyone you wish to thank and help you get into this, this far in this year's Targa West? Well, firstly, we have to thank all of the officials and volunteers uh, there is a, a huge number of people that get involved with running these events um, and quite frankly you just can't do it without them. Uh, you know, these, these people, they take their time out of their weekends and, you know, on weekdays and, and um, come out here to, you know, let us you know, run around and throw our cars around on these roads and put on a show. 
And um, yeah, we, we really do appreciate that. You know, we see all the fluoro vests out there when we're in stages. Steph will often give a thumbs up to some of you guys and the camera, camera crew and that sort of thing as well, if she can see them. So yeah, thanks to those guys. Uh, shout out to Will White. Will's been very uh, helpful over the last couple of months uh, in terms of uh, car prep and loaning bits and pieces. In fact, I've stolen some shock absorbers off him, which are currently still sitting in the car at the moment, which we tested at Tiger Southwest, which went very well. So thanks, thanks for that, Will. Uh, obviously, my co-driver, Steph, as well. Um, she's uh, been a, a real help. Uh, in particular, this year, she's been much more involved in, in terms of preparing the car and, uh, and uh, getting everything ready for the event. And of course, you know, she, her co-driving duty, she pretty much looks after that herself. As far as the uh, car prep goes, uh, huge thanks to Race Talk Engineering. They always prepare a fantastic car for me um, and a number of other customers. Uh, they do outstanding work uh, out there on Mangara, so uh, highly recommended. Yeah. All right, Mark. Well, look, thanks for joining us tonight and uh, we wish you all the best for the rest of Targa West and all the best to yourself and Steph. Take care. No worries. Thanks, Nick. I'm here with uh, Will White, who runs uh, Evo 8. Nine. Oh, nine. Sorry. Evo nine. The, oh, we'll the... get that bit. Who runs an Evo nine? Um, Will, you are all the way from Darden up, and you come up almost every year to run the stages of Targa West, and you run Targa Southwest, and almost everything else in between Targa. Uh, tell us, I mean, what attracts you to doing these events, and is there a lot of effort involved bringing all the equipment up and people from, you know, the, the deep south? <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. Um, what attracts me to Targa is just a... I love racing. I'm not necessarily a flat track racer. I enjoy racing with my mates. I enjoy having the, the camaraderie with my navigator, Matthew Thompson, who's been with me and we've done 10 years together in the car. And so we have a great relationship. So it's about that side of motorsport. And then my other competitors, Bill Stagol, who I also race with. So we go away as a group of people and we have a great time rather than just going around the same four kilometre circuit, you know. So And they're all different stages. So that's what I enjoy about Targa Racing. Oh, excellent. Now, um, obviously, yeah, you enjoy it a lot and it draws you along. What's one of your favourite stages? Ellenbrook. Gotta love Ellenbrook. On the new Targa, I really like the Ellenbrook stage out there. It's It's tight it's twisty there's some technical stuff in there you get a little bit airborne over some humps and it's just like make a mistake and it's all like rallies over so that sort of attracts me to the excitement of it all but oh uh, excellent to hear um and big shout out to Allenbrook fm and the Allenbrook community collective uh this will be playing over the top as you guys are making a lot of noise on the on the road so uh i mean i guess the next thing as well is um me going back is like, yeah, how much does it take? I think you've got your whole family involved coming up from, well, Darden up. Like, do you plan months in advance for an event like Targa, or...? Oh, yeah, we're, we're months in advance, um, sort of, you know, probably three or four months in advance, just <clears throat> getting everything right and making sure we've got a service van and a, bringing cars up. Luckily, we have, with my business, we have got a base here in Perth, so it does make it a little bit easier. My, and my mechanic works here in Perth at Tokyo Motorsport, so... Um, and they obviously do a lot of uh, tuning on our cars, so that, that helps us helps us out a bit as well. Um, so some of our friends base that do come and give us a hand live here in Perth, So, but still got to get all the family up and then accommodation and all those sorts of bits and pieces, you know. But it's a logistical nightmare. We make it work and we have a great time. Yeah, I think you always draw a crowd, and uh, it's worth it to see you out there. I mean, the Evo 9, tell us about the car. You've had it for a while now, and it 
And obviously does the goods. Yep. It was so, originally Steve Jones's car who won Targa West a few times. Never won Targa West in that e- particular Evo. That was his sprint car. Had a 2.3 litre stroker motor in it when I got it off him. And I was just doing the rally sprint series, which is the grassroots of West Australian motorsport, I guess. In with the Targa crew, we all do rally sprints. And then hopefully you come along, maybe do Targa 130, dabble your feet in the water. And then you move to the Targa West, Targa Southwest as your sort of lead-up event, because it's, it's Targa Southwest was originally set up with non-time stages, but you got your times, but there was no overall winner. They did change that about four years ago after we nagged them a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and the inception of the, um, of the um, Targa Cup, that sort of brought Targa Southwest into the group of it all between the Rally Sprints, Bunbury, and then, and then Targa West as the, the main event of, of Targa. Yeah, so, um, so we can see you at... Targa Southwest, the Targa Sprints, we can get up to Perth, I'm guessing. Yep. Targa West, any other events that you've... Uh, well, we did the Bunbury, we'll do the Bunbury Sprint in November, oh, cool. yeah. and I was help, help involved with that to, to get that up and running, because it's such a, a great event as well, you know, and just people with their everyday sort of car that isn't Targa compliant can come and do Bunbury, you know, bring what you brung, I hope you brung enough, you know. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. So, and um, I mean, lastly, short and sweet today, sorry Will, but hey... Um, besides the family, anyone you want to thank very quickly? Um, I guess the organisers of Target West, without Ross, you know, and, and Ross has, hasn't been very well of late, you know, and, um, and Jan and David Smith, and they persevere so much to get these events running. And I know through the, just the little help that I've given with Bunbury Sprint on how hard it actually is. And to get it over the line, you know, like even like the, the city of Ellenbrook, you know, you, you have to thank those guys for sticking their neck out. You've got racing cars close to two people but you know obviously safety barriers set up and other bits and pieces so even that's a logistical nightmare to make happen so people can have stuff in their community and we can't thank them enough for letting us come and burn up on their roads no good to hear actually and yeah ross and david are great they've been on the show a couple of times and i've got to thank them as well really you reminded me thanks will (laughs) because (laughs) yeah um without them i wouldn't be doing this yeah exactly Nah, so alright, thanks Will. Um, what we'll do is we'll endeavour to catch up after Targa when life's back to the new normal, as I call it today with some other people. Yep. And uh, we'll have a chat, probably all things Targa and everything else, and uh, yeah, but we'll see you out there on the Thursday night. You will do, come right. and say hello, and we'll look forward to a debrief after Targa. Yeah, no worries, thanks Will. Thank you. Well. Okay, I've got with us Mark Cates, and Mark, thanks for joining us tonight here at Ellenbrook. Uh, the last time we caught up with you was down in Nanup at the uh, Targa Southwest. So talk us through tonight, the Allenbrook leg. What, what can our spectators expect to see tonight? Uh, look, I think um, the Allenbrook stage is, is a bit of a difference because the, um, it, it's quite challenging. The road is really quite slippery. The temperature drops. Last year it was wet and there was... I'm in a Porsche and Porsches do not like water. So, um, you know, it's, it's pretty challenging. Um, because of the uh, value of our car, we, we don't bolt spotlights or anything like that on. So, uh, and I, my eyesight's a little bit challenged anyway. So I think Ellenbrook's going to be uh, a challenging leg for us. Um, it'll be quick. It'll be, I think you're going to see plenty of sparks uh, and plenty of action. It, it'll be a quick little stage. Yeah, look, I can assure you a lot of the other drivers we've interviewed have said the same thing. So, yeah, no, everyone's, everyone's pretty excited and it certainly brings the crowd to the, to the event. Hey, I want to quantify something for our listeners. In Targa Southwest that I referred to earlier, came second that day by only by a mere 
10 seconds after about you know 170 odd kilometers of racing that's an amazing effort and it just shows how competitive all you guys are isn't it That's an incredible effort, I must say. I think I was amazed by that when I looked at the results and I thought, wow, 10 seconds after a full day of competition and the amount of, uh, you know, uh, kilometres you guys covered, I thought that was an amazing effort. Well, look, tell us a bit, little bit about <coughs> the Porsche you've just ref referred to. It's a 911 GT3 RS, uh, 4-litre, 500 horsepower or 368 kilowatts for the millennials out there. Tell us a little bit about it. Tell us a bit about the car. What sort of prep do you guys have to take on before f for four days of grueling Targa uh, activities? What what sort of prep do you, you guys do to the car beforehand? To be honest with you, that's that's kind of, I think that's pretty cool. To be honest, I think our listeners would probably appreciate that. Uh, so that's 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 awesome because you know we talk to a lot of people in all forms of motorsport, and some of the people have to take two weeks off before before an event to prepare their cars. And I like hearing like basically you rock up and and away you go. So that that is awesome. I think that's that's awesome. Sorry, Mark, when we spoke earlier during the week, you also mentioned that you're looking at campaigning a, a Tirana next year. Can you, can you tell us a bit about that?
Um, if the border's open, we've, we've got a full race curtain, uh, race um, meet over on the east coast. Uh, yep. So consequently, we won't bring the Porsche back. Mm -hmm. um, and so to race in WA, we'll race the Strana. It's, a, it's, a, it's quite an incredible car. It's very, very fast. Well, we look forward to seeing that. We certainly do. Well, look, Mark, uh, getting to Targa is a, is a huge effort. Like, I mean, is there anyone, yourself and your co-driver, Declan Stafford, you'd like to to um, thank in getting you guys here? Oh, look, you know, we, we've got our sponsors. We're, our major sponsors are Suzu Trucks, and I, I yep. buy an awful lot of our Suzu Trucks. Um, and um, we've got uh, uh, my own company, Axis Hire, obviously. Mm -hmm. Puts all the money in, and believe me, that's... Uh, that's no small feat in itself. Yeah. But um, look, we couldn't do this race without all the volunteers. Yeah. And, and, and the volunteers that are the heart and soul of Targa, and, you know, you can have all the fancy cars and all the rich people in the world racing fancy cars, mm. but without volunteers, you got nothing. That's right. Yep. So that's, that's where we need to think. Yeah, no, certainly, certainly. And I'm sure the volunteers appreciate it, and I'm sure a lot of those guys that are doing the road closures give you a bit of a wave as you go past. So, yeah, I know the volunteers, they enjoy doing it, but you're right, without the volunteers, we can't have this event. So, it's uh, no, they'll, they'll really yeah, appreciate very, that. Very important. Yeah, and, and we look forward to seeing them all, you know, because it's the same, it's the same guys over and over, and and you get to you get to know a lot of them, and you, you know, you, they always wish you luck, and uh, they you give you a bit of a hint how you're going, and you know it's it's, it's good to have. Yeah, certainly, certainly, I can imagine that would be quite helpful. And I know a number of the volunteers that help out for Targa, <clears throat> not just the Targa West, but all the other Targa events as well. And uh, they're a great, great group of guys and girls, of course. Look, Mark, we really appreciate your time on coming on tonight and, uh, look, we wish you all the very best for the rest of the event. Uh, take care and thanks for joining us here at the Allenbrook Strage. Uh, thanks very much for uh, giving us a buzz. Look, uh, hopefully we'll get a bit of a crowd support for the mighty Porker. <laughs> no worries. Hi, okay, I'm here with Brendan Ainsbury. Brendan, thanks for joining us here on the podcast uh, here Thursday evening for the Targa Rally Sprint here in Allenbrook as a special stage. Uh, tell us a bit... You're looking after a number of cars here, I think four in total. Yep. Can you tell us what's involved in getting four cars ready for a four-day event? Getting it prepared for the for the event is, is a big task, isn't it? I mean, things Yeah, like... there's a fair bit in it, like um, uh, lot, lot, mainly safety stuff. Like all our guys did Target Southwest earlier in the year. So it's basically just um, uh, after the rally, go through the cars, uh, brakes, um, yeah, fluids, um, alignment. Um, yeah, just, just getting the cars ready for, for the next next event. There's a lot, lot more Ks in this, uh, in Targa West, than we, than we did down in South West. So, mm. um, yeah, our job is basically to get them through the four days and get, get them all to the finish. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's, it's quite a big task, isn't it, when you think about it, like getting all yeah. these cars prepared and... Yeah, and there's, there's a fair bit that goes into it. Uh, and then on the road, having the spares and, and the guys to be able to um, keep, keep them on the road. Like, if, if we do have a drama, um, be able to, you know prepared in, in, the, in the, the time we've got for the service. Um, yeah, and, and hopefully um, have, a, have a good result, so mm. yeah. One of the branded cars that I'm pretty interested in is the Jeffrey and Catherine Foster, their GT3 RS. Can you talk us through that one in particular? Yeah, that's quite a new car. Um, and um, Jeff and Kath, great uh, husband and wife team. So um, yeah, uh, just absolutely love their rallying. And um, yeah, stepped up in a new car. 
and um, yeah, going really well. So they'll, hopefully they'll be um, one of our guys that's sort of fighting, fighting at the pointy end of the field. So yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so we've got that, and then down the other end we've got Tim Wolf in a classic nylon, which is sort of um, uh, sort of night and day with with the GT3. But um, yeah, so so hopefully looking for a good result in, in both uh, modern and classic. Can you talk us through that car, the, the one you just referred to, then, because that's quite a quite Wolfies? a yeah yeah mate. That's 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 been a good car. That's done a lot of rallies here in WA over the years. Um, that's a it's a seventy four RS replica, so um, uh, quite an old car, but all all basically new running gear in it. So um, yeah, so carbies and and um, really old school, uh, but still quite competitive. So mm. a really good package. So they're, where they're competitive is power to weight. So yeah. they, you know, we don't make as much power as some of the other. Cars, uh, some of the bigger V8s, but as a package, we're, we're, they're quite a good good package. So yeah. yeah. One of the things we'll come back another day and do a full podcast with you. But one of the things I just wanted you to touch on is the RWB. You've oh, actually you... had the gentleman yeah, himself, Nikolai, yeah, 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 here yeah. in Australia. I think that's a huge accolade. For yeah, you guys, it was, was great. Um, yeah, Nicole, we did two cars um, two two years ago now, and then we went to Japan and and, and spent some time with him over there and uh, developed quite a good friendship. Uh, he's just really like us. He just just a Porsche guy who loves racing him, so mm. um, yeah, then he came back with another two, and we've got another two, which we were going to do in November this year, but it'll be next year with COVID stuff, so yeah, okay. yeah it's quite, it's an amazing experience, I guess, um, we didn't realise how big it was until we went to Japan and, and, and up in Asia, mm. and then even when he turned up here, like, we didn't really promote the, the bill, but there was guys at the airport waiting for him, like, he's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a rock star. So, he is, yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly is. I think that's a great accolade to have. Here. Yeah, mate. No, it's, it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, good, good fun. The builds are good fun. So. Yeah, yeah. It's not just Porsches you guys take care of here. It's a whole host of German cars, isn't it? Yeah, mate. That's basically our specialty. So um, we've been doing Porsches since '91, and then sort of evolved over the years to now we do a lot of AMG, BMW, Audi, Audi work as well. So a lot, yeah, a lot okay. of uh, tuning stuff now. So yeah, it's so cool. Oh, that's you do some great work here. And just looking around here, it's quite spectacular. Oh, thanks, mate. Hey, look, Brendan, look, we really appreciate your time. We'll let you get back to it, and uh, all the best for the four days. Thanks a lot, mate. Cheers. All right, take care. Thank you. Hey, Todd, we've got some special guests. Once again, we've got Ross Tapper and David Smith from Targa West as we approach the commencement of Targa West for 2020. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for the invite again. Good to be back. Likewise. Likewise. No worries. To be honest with you guys, actually, Todd and myself did a little bit of a Oh, I guess what would you say, a reconnaissance? Yeah, we were wrecking ourselves. At <laughs> a, a, a sedate speed, yep. I must Did it set any records around Maryville or anything like that? Or No, no, this was at the Allenbrook, and we just thought we'd do, like, the course in Allenbrook ourselves, yeah. like, mm-hmm. a, as I said, sedately. I've got to be honest with you, that looks really exciting. I mean, can you talk us a bit through the Allenbrook stage as well? Yeah, well, for those who went last year, and there was a huge crowd there last year, um, we've moved the start so it, um, just around the back of the dome uh, cafe, so just to make that a little bit safer and a little bit cleaner to get the cars in and out. Yep. Um, but it's it's not what you'd call a um, a real rally stage, as in you know, those who love Berry, Marysville and Bullsbrook Long, where you can get the, the long, twisty, turny um, roads. But this is certainly a, a case of bringing the um, the event to the spectators. Mm-hmm. Um, Banks smack in the, the middle of for the, the town of um, Allenbrook. They're talking about anything up to five, six, seven, eight thousand people turning up to watch it. So it's going to yep. be a crowded event. Um, and it really is, to say, a case of bringing the sport to the people. And uh, it's only just over a kilometre long. 
plenty mm -hmm. of turns in it, um, plenty of differences. So they'll have some good fun doing it. Yeah, I must say so. I mean, as I said, we were, we did a bit of a reconnaissance there yeah. ourselves, and was quite impressed. The other, the other news I heard is that um, Mr. Caruso might be trying to put some titanium bolts in his splitter so that there's lots of sparks going on when he hops off the jumps at uh, the um, speed bump up at Ellenbrook, allegedly. So. Oh. <laughs> Allegedly, there you go. I think I think Dennis from High Speed Engineering's sort of slipping him some titanium offcuts, so he's got some special <laughs> sparks happening. <laughs> yeah. We we always look forward to forward to seeing the Wildcat Racing team, Chris yeah. Russo in particular. Um, now, is he is he in the Dodge Viper or the yep. Corvette? No, no, he's into the Viper. Yep. Um, so obviously. Look, it's a pretty impressive bit of kit. It's just so bloody big. It's just a huge car. So, um, and certainly, definitely, always a crowd favourite. And, and I imagine it'll actually go um, go quite well up there at Ellenbrook. Okay, guys. Well, look, thanks for joining us on the podcast once again. Yeah, thank you. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Uh, okay, right, nice. thanks, guys. We'll see you on thank Thursday. You. Ciao. Yeah, yeah. See ya. Yeah. See you. Talk and power. Your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.